Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back to Sick Meets World. On this episode, we sit down with the first Sikh UFC fighter, Arjun Singh Pula. Arjun's from Vancouver, Canada, and was an Olympic wrestler for the country prior to starting his mixed martial arts career. He's now 7-1 and and has a big fight coming up in Canada on October 27th against Malcolm Golan. Gerwin got to sit down with Arjun and advance at one of his fights earlier this year in Phoenix, Arizona. Gerwin, what did you guys talk about? Yeah, I mean, his his thick faith is super important to him. And this was the first fight where he was allowed to wear a turban into the octagon. So he made it a point to come to Phoenix, visit the local community and the Gadoire before his fight. We talked about how he got into martial arts, how the sick saint-soldier mentality motivates him, and you know, really why was it so important for him to wear his turban into the octagon? And we actually got to visit uh, and see his last fight in Phoenix, and it, it was so cool. And it, it, I was filled with pride when I saw him. When pe- you saw people like wearing kurtas, you hear people doing jakaras when he was fighting. It was it was actually pretty surreal. I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I I I was I was like in awe. Absolutely. Not only was the fight incredible, but even the events leading up to it. This was one of our local We Are Six affiliates in Phoenix got to put on, you know, a number of events with Arjun to get the community involved and get them to attend his fight. But we also got to do a lot of media and a lot of promotion around the Sikh faith to explain to the Phoenix community who we were using the UFC and MMA and Arjun himself as a representative for the faith, which was really incredible, especially knowing that Phoenix is often known as a more conservative uh, place and, and especially with the UFC audience, which, you know, leans heavily towards males and is, is more of a conservative audience itself. This was an incredible way for us to explain who we were and, and who we are and what the turban means to an audience that often doesn't get to see many sticks generally in their, their daily lives. So, um, that was awesome. And, and I think, you know, as you mentioned, when the Funkin' music dropped and he walked out to the octagon, it was, truly awe-inspiring. Yeah, man. I totally agree. Totally agree. Well, like, let's not chat too much. Let's let this interview speak for itself. So, without further ado, take a listen to the third episode of Sick Meets World. So, you know, we got to hang out this weekend. Uh, We did some cool stuff, all in preparation for a big day coming next month. Can you tell the audience a little bit about that? The day is April 14th. The day is Vasaki. Our audience is very, very familiar with that. But the day is also uh, my next UFC fight. Yes. Um, and it is uh, something we're setting up for. Um, and something that's really, stars seem to have aligned for this. But you're more than just going out and fighting. Yeah, that's... that's, that's way, there's something way bigger that you're doing. Oh, there's a message sure. that you're bringing. For sure, for um, sure. And do you want to tell folks a little bit about that? 
Yeah, first, the first part of that, it is a lot bigger than just me fighting. Uh, you know, I can just do that for sure. I'm in, mm -hmm. out. I know how to do that. I'm going to do that mm -hmm. uh, and rinse and repeat. And there goes my career and mm -hmm. all good. But um, I want to make it more than just that. And I want to be able to use this opportunity and this platform that I'm gaining as an athlete um, with the UFC on board, with Reebok on board, with so many other organizations that, that I want to be a part now. Um you know, I want to be leveraged that for things I'm passionate about. And one of those is our community. Right. Um, and that is one of my motivating factors. Um, people saying, you know, it's a selfless act, but I'm also being selfish because it's fuel for me. It, mm -hmm. it fills my, my tank, um, throws on a little more wood on the fire, which is something you need because I've been competing for a long time. Right. So. So you're also going out to the octagon with your bunk. For sure. We're, so what we did this weekend, as you're aware, we had all the media outlets. We touched on that. Uh, we touched on April 14th and Visaki. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm being able to, you know, like I said, leverage the mm -hmm. fight to be a touch on very uh, community-oriented issues. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's my belief system. It's where I come from. It's, it's who I am. So it's very easy to do and get excited about. Um, and, and I hope uh, we're able to get reach a broad audience and continue to build this thing. Um, the UFC is excited because they, they have someone representing the, the flag of India. They want to crack that Indian market, do events in India, connect with the over, you know, 1 billion Indians uh, globally, all that. And I am a bridge for that. And so, you know, this is all very exciting. Right. Your father came to South Vancouver at a super young age and became a prolific wrestler. Yes. Um Give give a little bit about his story because that's also really interesting. So before my father, his nana mm -hmm. um, came to Canada in 1906. Um, from there, my baba was called over by my my dad's nana, so his father-in-law in 1959. Um, so you know, at that time, my baby was was uh, pregnant with my dad, and my dad's the youngest of all siblings. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so uh, 1959, you know, Baba got the call. You know how it is back then, land of opportunity, um, uh, you know, for a future for the family, all that, jumped on a, uh, on it, uh, on it and, and came out to Canada, uh, to South Van. Uh, labor work, mill work, heavy labor, just like everyone else in the community. Yep. Either that My or farms. in the factory. Exactly. Um, either, either, you know, either sawmills or, or, or farm farming, that type of stuff. Um and he's asthmatic, um, yet the, you know, the sawdust got to him and all that. Um, he was, you know, carted out many times in on, on a stretcher. Um, looked different being a Sadar. That time, uh, in history, a lot of challenges for our people. Um, anyhow, worked for many years, saved up $8,000 for a house in South Vancouver at that time. Um, bought himself a car, then called over the family, uh, in 1970. Um, and. So he hustled. He hustled, man. He sacrificed. He didn't have to. Our family was uh, was well established back in, in, in Punjab. Uh, he didn't have to do any of that, and he did. And I'll never forget him for it. What inspired you to get into wrestling? Um, you know what? Before that, I think uh, you, you can say I was inspired to become something and be great at something. Um, and knowing that our families, what our struggle was and how someone was basically able to give up their future and their life to establish something for the, for someone like myself down the line, um, within the family. Uh, you know, I, that was, how could I not make something of myself? That's way harder than anything I've done. 
I couldn't imagine moving to a different part of the world right now, starting off from scratch. Right. Um, so we've got so much more comfort and so much more of a base to become successful. Um, so and it ended up being wrestling because, you know, dad was a first wrestler in our family. Um, he went to high school, uh, John Oliver secondary, uh, in, in South Van. Again, some of the challenges, a lot of, lot of racial tensions then. Not as much when my, when my bubba, when my bubba came. Um, but still, physical altercations. Um, you know, not just him, other members of the family, members of the community. You had to travel in packs for safety. Yeah. Cross the street when you see a white man coming down, uh, because that was the right thing to do. Um, be, more uh, Western because that was really what you're supposed to do. All those things. Right. Uh, dress differently. You don't. Right. You don't wear your traditional clothes. You don't speak your language in public. All that stuff. Right. Um, and wrestling was a means for self-defense. Right. Uh, he understood it from the homeland, uh, as you know. Um, wrestling, kabaddi, kataka. It's been passed down. Um, so he knew the sport, um, and, and it was familiar to him, and it allowed him to build himself up and and. and stand up for what was right in those times for himself, for the family, for the community, all that. Um, and he had a prolific career, as you said. Um, and from there, you know, uh, my uh, foundations were laid. I want to take a step back and even get back to what we were talking about earlier. Do you think that's why you're so passionate that when you fight, it's not just about your fight? It's for something sure. about so, so much bigger. Hey, and I can, I just by, just so people can understand, because they weren't, you know, we're there with us this weekend. There's there's a different sparkle in your eye because you know there's a little bit extra that you're going for. His purpose is huge in life. The guy I'm fighting is just fighting. Maybe to collect a paycheck. Maybe because he thinks he wants to be a professional fighter. I'm fighting for much more. I'm willing to go through the fire, man. He's going to have to put me out. Uh, I, I, I will not... For me to lose, it's, I'm not going to have a heartbeat. Otherwise, as long as I'm, as long as there's blood pumping through this body, I'm going forward. Um, and, and so you talk about purpose for preparation, and you talk about purpose um, in battle to to win. Um, I have um, over a billion reasons why I need to win and why I need to succeed. Uh, and aside from that, I think for sure um, it's not, you know, to draw parallels maybe to the African American community um, in America. My history and our history isn't generations removed hundreds of years um, where I don't know where we came from and I don't know what the struggles were on a personal level. I met my bub. I grew up with him. He used to drive me to school, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I know firsthand what we went through. So it has an impact. Right. Speaking of purpose and speaking of hard work, you're also an Olympian. Sure. Right? You are an Olympian. That's and what you, they say. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes hard for me to believe because you're just such a like, you know, regular guy. And when you think of an Olympian, you think of just someone that is out there. That's hard to reach. That's hard to touch. Because the level of excellence that you need to compete in the Olympics is so high. For sure. What was it like to be uh, one of the few? I don't even know if we were the first, but one of the, at least definitely one of the few Indian athletes to represent Canada in the Olympics. Yeah, so I was the first Indian to represent Canada. In you were the, the first Indian to for freestyle wrestling. For freestyle wrestling. Um, on that team, we had some field hockey guys, which were my boys. <laughs> they, one of the coaches uh, was actually a Sadat as well. Oh wow! Um, and I actually shout out, you know, to uh, one of the field hockey guys, Ravi Ravi Callan. Uh, he is now the minister of sport in our province. Um, so, which is amazing, goes to show that we're everywhere our success. Um, and and to, to to touch on what you just said. 
I'm for sure I'm normal. I'm, I'm a human being just like anyone else. I just made the right choices along the way. And I made a lot of wrong choices too. And some of those were a lot of fun. <laughs> but I made some some right choices to be able to have the success I've had. And I've had a great support system. Um, and those choices are, whether it's politics, whether it's business, anything in life, people make those every day. Um, but uh, I made mine in, this, in the field of sport. Um, and it's a lot of fun being in that area. Um, and Olympics was crazy, man. It was a, a you know, a, a way to close a chapter on my family story in the sport. Yeah, um, for sure. If you know my family, we've had a gym built on our family property since when my dad trained. It was built by in, with cinder blocks for him uh, where you they had no heat. Uh, they first they burned wood. Then they had a propane tank to keep it heated. Um, now we've got a little more luxuries. Um, uh, we've got an Olympic uh, wrestling mat, weights, uh, electric, uh, you know, uh, uh, all, the, all the treadmills and Stairmaster rowing, yeah. all that kind of stuff and climbing rope. And um, so, so we've had that since day one. Ten boys in the family. Wow. Thighs, uh, you know, all my cousins, myself, we all wrestled um, all, all throughout high school. And then uh, onward, uh, myself and my cousin Jag. Still have the Bullet Wrestling Club free for all kids in the community to come to. We teach them wow. weekly. Um, Can I go one time? For sure. Yeah. We we oh, just wow. had actually one of our girls. Oh. Um, she's a Filipino background, was a state champ, uh, provincial champion in Canada. Uh, this year, she got, she got uh, second in the nationals over the weekend. Wow. Shout out to her. Yeah. So we're just continuing that legacy, man, of, of Seva, of giving back, of our sport, um, all that type of stuff. And like I said, the Olympic journey was was huge for our family. Everyone flew out. as in London, England. We had family out there, as you know. A lot of, lot of uh, brothers and sisters out there. Right. Um, everyone came together. Um, and But for me, it was bittersweet because I wanted to get on the top of that podium. Um, and that's what drives me today still as a fighter. Got it. Got it. I, I think that being one of the first, a few Indians that were able to make it that far, I think you will open the possibilities in other people's minds, I think without a doubt. Our, our, the same, same our, thing. We can do anything, man. You look mm-hmm. anywhere, especially in North America, we've got athletes, we've got politicians, we've got businessmen, we've got professionals, all breaking barriers, all, all uh, top of the food chain. So it's a great time to be a sick and be alive, man. Right. You can the do anything. The kids now are spoiled, man. Yeah, it's they're easy. They're, 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 and when yeah. I when I connect to the youth yeah. back home and, and yeah. whenever I'm talking, I'm telling them that. Yeah. We never had these luxuries in this base before. Not and look what our people were able to get to and accomplish. So don't take it for granted and not make use of it. Don't Absolutely. get complacent. Right? Use it to a springboard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and I want to get back to that too because I think that that's going to be really important. But now you're signed with the UFC. You you came to the you finished the Olympics. You were faced with an important decision of what you wanted to do with your fighting career. So after the Olympics, I was approached by the WWE and the UFC. Both wanted an Indian athlete they can connect uh, fans with to crack that Indian market, much like Yao Ming did for the NBA. You know, every major sport's been looking for an Indian athlete um, to to push that international market. Um, and I explored both options. I reached out to Jinder Mahal at that time, uh, who's in the WWE. Yeah. Um, kind of wanted to ask him, pick his brain, what's the lifestyle like? What's your, you know, what's your schedule like? And he told me, um, he's like, bro, I'm home like 10, 12 days a year. Um, wow. so, so he's like, you want to, if you got a wife or planning on having a family and such, he's like, you know, it might not be the best fit in that regard, but he goes, I love it and, and, and I'm, I'm passionate about it. So it's, it's worth it for me. Um, and, and I'm a bit, I'm a big family guy. Um, so I, you know, we have over 
over 20 people that live together in a house, right? right? Um, a lot of people will be missing me back home. When you got a good thing at home, it's tough to be away as much. Right. Um, not saying that gender doesn't, by the way. Right. I'm just saying. Everyone has a separate stuff. Everyone has a different thing. Exactly. Right. And he's so passionate about what he does. You can tell for him to rededicate himself second go around in the WWE now. It's amazing to see him do great things. Um, but th- that being said, um, I-, I still wanted to compete. Like I said, I have that burning desire to be a world champion still. Um, rather than maybe the scripted stuff that's in the WWE. Um, and I want to stay home, not be on that schedule as much. So, explored the UFC route. Uh, threw myself in the deep end right away. Generally, what, what happens with wrestlers is can they strike is the biggest question. You they obviously can grapple. Can you punch, kick, take a punch, a kick, a, a knee, an elbow, all that stuff. Um, so I started training boxing right away and I took a boxing fight. I wanted to put myself in that environment where I can't use my wrestling. What's it going to be like? Six months uh, training. I threw myself in boxing. It went fantastic. Um, and I made my decision. From there, I visited uh, TriStar where George St. Pierre um, trains um, in Montreal. Went there and wanted to see what they do. What do fighters do yeah. for training? Because, yeah. um, you know, again, educated decision-making, right? Can yeah. I can I see myself doing this, etc.? From there, I, um, you know, got a great perspective. Very smart gym there led by some great uh, great minds in the sport, um, but they didn't have heavyweights. Um, and uh, the top heavyweights in the, in the world train out of a gym called AKA in San Jose, California. Many of them uh, come from a wrestling background, Olympians. Uh, Daniel Cormier is uh, uh, the Olympic uh, wrestling team uh, for the U.S. He was the Olympian uh, and the captain of the team. Um, and he's a captain of AKA, so I knew him from the wrestling world. A guy named uh, Mola Wall, same thing, represented the U.S. International Wrestling so I reached out to him, um, and I was like, yo, I want to come down. I want to see if I got what it takes and, and see what you guys do, and et cetera, et cetera. So I went over there, had a tryout, uh, made the team, um, and been there ever since, dropped anchor. Um, they got the best heavyweights in the world, like I said. So I've been kind of copycatting their blueprint for success and adding my kind of uh, twist to it, and it's been a winning formula. Got it. Well, I'm So I'm personally really big into – Sports, not professional sports like you are, but like sports, working out, nutrition. Can you go, what, what is your, just selfishly, like what's your workout plan? What do you do? Yeah, so uh, I've been working out uh, twice a day since I was in high school, probably grade 9, 10. Um, and usually, generally, the mornings consist of strength and conditioning, um, different stuff. Depends where I am in my training cycle, if I'm getting ready for a fight or if I'm outside of a fight, just getting better as an athlete. Um, weight control. All that type of stuff um, comes into effect there. And then evening, uh, more technical skills. So when I was wrestling, it was just strictly wrestling related. Now there's so many different aspects of the game, different ways to win. So I've got, you know, uh, three days a week I'll do straight MMA where I mix all aspects and spar. Then the other days I'll break down wrestling, boxing, you know, kickboxing, etc. Different sessions for specifically for that skill set. Um, and, and it's worked out great. I've got a great team and support system in Vancouver uh, as well. Um, and, and they've been, you know, phenomenal, my training partners. Um, and uh, aside from that, in between training sessions, um, you know, recovery is huge. Massages, I'm, I'm a big fan of. Um, yeah. Eating right, yeah. um, staying yeah. hydrated, studying tape of myself um, and others. Always looking to get better. Um, it's, it's a full-time gig, man. What's your, what's your favorite workout routine? From like actual workout to like martial art. Okay, actual workout. I would say um, hitting pads. 
I like hitting pads. Yep. I like doing sprint work. Yep. Um, that type of stuff. I used to love lifting. Yep. Um, and when I wrestled, I was 260. Yeah. I was heavier than I am now. I had to change my body type to fit this longer rounds and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but not so much now because the more I lift now, the tighter I feel. Yeah. I can't be snappy in my striking. Yeah. It, it goes against what I'm, what I'm trying to do. So I've grown to not like that feeling as much anymore. But I think when I'm done competing, I'll go back to the pump. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and in terms of martial arts, wrestling still my favorite, I would say. Um, boxing's right there too. Um, actually, maybe even, yeah, I'd say they're neck and neck. Because yeah. um, I grew up a boxing fan. Ali was my idol growing up. Yeah. Um, for, not only because he's a great athlete, but what he did for his people beyond sport. Um, and that's, that's why what he, made him a legend. Man. That's why he's the greatest. That's why he's the greatest. Yeah. It really is. No. It changed the game. For sure. He's, he's almost more remembered for that than almost anything that he did. There's a couple of fights that obviously people, people thrill him and they'll. Yeah, yeah. The, the, there's a couple of fights, yeah. but like, he is an icon because of that. One hundred percent. Records are made to be broken. Champions come and go, but that type of stuff stays for generations. Yeah. That so impact. you know what? I'm I'm I've become a little less into weightlifting too. I'm more into like circuits and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially like yeah. if you don't if you're not training for something, you have yeah. to keep it fresh. Yeah. Like when I'm I when I change it up, you have to. And changing it up is the spice of fitness for sure. Uh, you know, I played growing up, I played basketball. I love playing ball. Even now, so if, if I have a fight, I'd rather go cross train and do that. Go for a long bike ride. Yeah. Do a do a hike. Um, you got to keep it fresh, right? Absolutely. You're yeah. still taxing your body, um, and it's not specific to you know your normal training camp, which can become grueling and monotonous. Um, uh, but it still taxes your body. So, as both the first Indian and Sikh UFC fighter, what you were talking about platform, we we're talking about Ali. What do you want to accomplish with this platform? I, I, we were talking about this earlier. Like you already story. know. Man, I know that. How can I tell other people? <laughs> yeah. what, do you want, what do you really want to accomplish with this? I want this thing. I, look, I can fight. I can do mm. that. I can move on. I can make a lot of money and be successful and be happy. And, mm. But I wouldn't be happy. And I wouldn't consider myself as successful mm. as I can be. If, um, if I'm able to impact some lives, if I'm able to make a difference, mm-hmm. if I'm able to connect with people. I'm not just talking Indians and sex. I'm talking people in general, man. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what community, culture, um, background you come from. I will connect with you in a different way, different perspective with every single person. Um, and, uh, you know, that I, I get excited about the sick and Indian connection because there aren't many out there that can do that. Very so fair. I have to do it. Very um, and if it's not going to be one of your own, then, then who? So it's got to like you with, and Jinder. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's about it. Yeah. And and I can't, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't think of another, can't think yeah. of other professional athletes. Yeah, we, we've got some in hockey now uh, as oh, well. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, know. yeah. we got a local boy, okay. uh, Jajar Kara. Uh, he's in the NHL. He's doing big things, playing for the Oilers now. Surrey boy. Uh, oh, wow. Shout out okay. to him. Um, and we got people coming up, man. We that's got, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, but you know, we're Canadian. Ginger's Canadian. I'm Ginger Army. Right, right. This must be something in the water, brother. Yeah, there's something in the water in Canada. <laughs> no, we'll catch up. We're going to catch up. That's right. We're going right. to catch up. What, so what is Ginger like, actually? Because he just seems like such a character. He's a good dude, man. Yeah. So I met Ginger. I was in university when I met him. Yeah. Uh, so he's from Calgary. Yeah. And I was actually on a wrestling trip, a tournament. I was competing at the University of Calgary. Uh, and then we went out, late night shenanigans, and I ran into him. Um, and you know what? It's funny because... Uh, as a, I don't want to say an alpha dog, but I'd like to think in my mentality, my approach is that. 
And I looked around, this there's a big dude in the barn, right? And I'm like, who's this cat? And he's Indian. Um, he caught my... Which is rare. Yeah. But there's just... When you see a big Indian dude like that... Well, we have... We, yeah. I, I would say at least, especially in Vancouver, we've got a culture for working out. Um, it's a big thing out there. There's a lot of big boys. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyhow, so I seen him. And actually, he came up to me right away and said, hey, what's going on? And he knew me from the wrestling scene at that, that, at that time. Um, and, he's, and he's showed me a lot of love. And, and, and it was both ways... Anyone that shows me love, it's always mutual, you, you know. Um, even like how you said, I'm accessible today, and this, that. I will always be that guy. Um, and, and from there, we just kind of kept in touch, man. He was trying to make his his uh, his dreams come true in, in pro wrestling. Um, and, uh, you know, I was doing my wrestling thing, and I was in university, like I said. So that must have been, I was, that was probably like 10 years ago now. Um, and it's funny now. Wow. He's in the WWE. You're uh, I'm doing this, and, and both both yeah. both arenas do a lot of cross promoting, which is which is exciting. Um, you you know, I have to imagine the audience is similar. Exactly, they, yeah. they go hand in hand. The business model is too, right? Um, and but he's got the jump on me in terms of the Indian market in India. Um, WWE's been out there for many many years. Right. Um, and, and so actually in his UFC last is newer. UFC is newer. Twenty five years old. Yeah, it's twenty fifth anniversary this year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it really rose in the prominence the last like decade and a half. For sure. And WWF is just. Yeah, we it's grew up. It's WWF. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep WWF, it real. We yeah. grew up with yeah, that The stuff. young kids listen to this. They yeah. don't know what we're talking. They think we're yeah. talking about like pandas or something. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe they lost that lawsuit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, um, but the, the, they've been around for a minute. So yeah. yeah, he seems like a great guy. Solid guy. Yeah. Um, and he lives in Tampa. If you guys ever want to reach out to him. Oh, for real? Yep. I got family in Tampa. That there you go. that's about to happen. Okay. Yep. Um, because he just seems uh like a really uh nice guy. I read like an expose on him, and he seemed very very humble. Such as yourself. You're very well, humble. Guy. I think part of his journey um, created that as well. Because his first go around wasn't as successful. Right? He was cut. He's back on the regional scene. I think that uh, that gives you some type of perspective and, and growth as a person. And not only that, then he made it after that. Right? right. He wasn't just cut and disappeared. He right. worked his way. He stayed on the grind. Probably figured out who his real friends are. Right. All that type of stuff. Right. Um, and then he made it back and became champ. And right. I'm sure a lot of those other friends came back around. <laughs> right. no, failure is never final. Yeah. I think people get caught it's up. It's a choice, this. though. It can right. be if you, if you choose to exactly. be that. Exactly. If you, you know what? That's one of the biggest. That's what separates a lot of people, I think. I mean, you never know what's really going to happen. Right. But if you, if you fail and you mope, and you don't go do something about it, like yeah. go do something about it. Yeah, that's it. it. You get caught up. For sure. And, and his story could have went a totally different direction. The way I think, man, it's you can't allow something that's in the past to affect you today and right now in the present. It's already happened. So why why are you getting emotionally attached to something that's not happening to you anymore? You have no control over it. It's gone. Yeah. Well, all you have control over is now. Right. So to fix your mind, get right, right and go, go, go become something, man. Right. So one... One area of Sikhism's history that hasn't really been told is our martial arts history. I blame you. Yeah, well, we're getting to that. We, <laughs> you know, we got to the equality first, and now we're good. We're, we're good to, people. So, yeah. Let us in, and now we're fighters. <laughs> okay, no, we're fighters. <laughs> we'll, I like we'll the approach. It, we'll bring it. We'll bring it in slowly. <laughs> but uh, but we fought for good reasons. For sure. um, what what role did the idea of being uh, a spiritual role, the birth of the Khalsa? really impact you as a fighter? Um, you know, it's not, it's something that as I've grown, I've, I've learned more and more about um, and I've connected more with. And um, it's it's special. We are special people. Since since uh, 
hundreds of years ago when, when our um, belief system was being uh, established. Um, very inclusive, very open, very accommodating, very diverse. Um, and though, that's what Sikhi's about. Right. It's got, it gets crazy as, as time goes on and people start putting their own twist to shit. But let's keep it real. It's, 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 it's open. It's, it's, it's probably the, the most, uh, inclusive belief system out there that people can relate to. Right. Um, and not only that, we've been fighting for it for, since day one as well. Being in North India, not only, um, because of, 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 of where we were as a people, but you look at the North, you know, the foreign invaders swept into the North to come into India, who they mean our people. So, uh, we were fighters since day one. We had to be, um, we, we held the keys to the gate to India. Um, and, uh, so, so we've been molded. Our, our, our bloodline is, is, is that of warriors. Um, we are unique. We have symbols that, that allow us to stand out, uh, to right. be unique. We have names that uh, connect us, uh, worldwide, whether you met each other or not, we are connected. Um, and we are connected today and to the, the, the six that came hundreds of years before us because of that. So it's, it, we're, we're a very unique people. We need to be able to tell our story accordingly. As you know, and as you've seen, just by being in the UFC, many people don't know who we are and what our values are and what we represent, right? And most people assume we're the opposite of what you just said, right? That we're not uh, open-minded, that we're not... Uh, um, they're but, fearful they're, exactly. of the unknown. Exactly. Of ignorance. Exactly. And, and things were made worse by 9-11 and in the media and things like that. Um, but what we found when we ran the campaign last year was that sick values of equality, like real equality, like racial equality, gender equality, and not just like saying that we believe that, but then to your point, taking it next level further, that we we fought for that. And we didn't just fight it for our people. We fought it for so everybody could have those rights. Yeah. And, um, and we're leading the way even today. Look right. at our politicians. Right? Uh, they Every single one of them, that is a part of their um, their mandate, if you will. People had to have been open to, to diversity, to equality, to let you in. So it's the nature of the beast. Once they're in, they push it as well. Right. So we're still fighting for it. Uh, yeah, and there's two ways of fighting, like I told you the other day, with your hands or with a pen. Yeah. Either way, um, it's all good. We're getting the job done. Yeah, absolutely. His community service, like this level of community service that you're doing now, this level of seva that you're doing now, has that always been a part of your always life? Always done it, man. You're only you're you're only seeing it now. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was it was more at the ground level in person. Um, always been you know always been doing that since high school. Um, cause I've always been able to have success for, you know, in, in what I was doing, breaking, one breaking barriers, just having success, period. For me, it was always to be the best. And the fact that I was Indian was a bonus. Um, and able to break barriers, no one had, had done is a bonus. Um, but because I've had that success, I've been able to have that platform and, and, and do outreach and such. And, and youth and kids have been huge. Um, I, I, you know, cause they're so, they're like sponges, man. All they need is someone to connect with them. That's oh, all yeah. it is. And I see so much innocence and, and, and potential. Um, I love, uh, that's, that's, that's what I enjoy doing the most. Um, I mean, uncle's all right too. <laughs> but, <laughs> They're a little bit harder. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, kids aren't so set in their way, man. They, and they don't even know their potential. So if you're able to kind of show them the light, you can, your message goes tenfold. 
whether than someone who's already lived half their life and set in their ways. That's did the only difference. You, yeah. Did you always know you were going to be a fighter? I always was knew there I was going to backup gonna, plan. I always knew I was going to be great. Um, and I was always told I was going to be great. I may have questioned it sometimes along the way and had doubts just like everybody else. Um, but deep down, I always, I always knew and I always knew I was going to have a platform. Um, and that's why along the way, as I had that platform and it continues to grow, I made sure to stay true to who I am and, and be able to use that. Um, and that was one of the decisions in, in becoming a fighter was I felt as an Olympic athlete, I had maximized my platform, my potential. And that was one of the motivating factors to get into MMA UFC. It's more of a professional sport, um, bigger platform in that regard, international reach. And I could make history and be that bridge for the company. All that stuff came into play. And aside from all that, I got the goods, man. <laughs> <laughs> there, so there was no, there was no like, a, like plan B accountant, Arjun Buller. Accountant. Oh, God. <laughs> I can never see myself um, wearing a suit and tie and then working for the man oh, yeah. or, answer to someone else like that i've always been my own my own dude um and you know my brother's a year older he's a lawyer he's a part of the part of the system and all that and and he even says you you, you can't do that man. <laughs> he's even... like, you just couldn't handle oh it. Yeah. yeah i've had people you know, yeah. even after the olympics hey go into politics you know um you you, you you can connect with people you've got you got a voice and all that and, and there, there was all that and it was the same thing i I don't know if I'm built for the system, man. I can't right. bite my tongue or play to, to a voting base. I'm going to keep it 100, and, uh, and I'm going to say it like it is. And uh, and I don't know if that's what the nature of politics doesn't seem to be. Where it doesn't allow that, unless you're like a leader. Right. And yeah, I'm not. You know, I I can't be at the ground level answering to party politics and all that bullshit. Right. Although I enjoy it, I studied right. Right. Got my major political science. Right. And right. my brother did the same thing, but he went law school. No way. Um, and but for me, I enjoy the system and understanding it and making it work for myself because I can understand it. Right. Um, but being a part of that beast, I don't know if it's for me. And um, that's why, you know, I, I, I like where I'm at and I can right. speak my mind and still do all those things. Maybe a politician should be doing. Right. In some cases, having more reach. Exactly. Having someone that's been sure. in politics. And now that I'm out of politics, when I see a politician on TV, I'm like, Oh my God, please. Yeah, just, just stop. stop. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and this is me. Like, I've been yeah. in politics for so long. Nothing yeah. ever seems to change. Yeah. Like, it seems so obvious the things that need to be changed and, and what needs to be created, but it never freaking seems to happen. It's, it's, it happens very slowly. Yeah. There's changes, and it, it happens like all at once or very slowly. And the other thing, yeah. you know, like I like to tell people is governments aren't going to change your life, you are. Stop sitting you know around what, and waiting for that you bullshit. Know, you know that's, that's a very Go make it happen, man. Yeah, but you know what? That's a very interesting way. I mean, to some degree, that it's a little bit false because obviously they do impact. But on a day-to-day basis, you have to go out and go you get it. You control your trajectory You have life. to go out and go get it. Yeah. You can't You can't wait for, oh, you know, and I'm saying, obviously everyone should vote, but it's like you, it, it's very important. I'm going to tell everyone to vote. On, uh, hey, especially about, Indians because yeah. we earned that right. Right. It wasn't given. People right. sacrificed and fought for that shit. Right. So honor them by going to vote. Right. Um, but so with that said, yes. on a day-to-day basis, you need to go get it. 100%. Like you're, no one's going to just, because you voted this way or because someone feels bad for you or you feel bad for yourself. Or because there's you. a change, your life should be better. Right. No, you need to go create right. a change for your own life. Right. You know, right. they're worried about in the U.S. 300 million people, not you. Right. You know what right. I mean? Right. So you have so. to go out and do it. I, 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 on a micro day-to-day person level, 
That's just the truth. Yeah. I think that just people being lazy, to be honest. Right. You know, guys that point fingers, excuse makers. You know, my life sucks because of that, because of this fast food joint. I'm going to get a lawsuit. It's all that bullshit, man. Right. How about you just get off your ass and go do something? Right. Right? And How about you? Turn that finger to yourself. Right. Start 100%. there. 100%. <laughs> what's, what's next? You know, continue that uh, that trajectory to the title. Win that title um, and, and make an impact and, and do a lot of... A lot of great things um, on the way and on the back end of that win um, on the other end out. You know, sports is, is, doesn't make up who I am. It's a very small part of who I am, and it's a small part of my life. So I'm excited about everything else that it's going to open opportunities for. Uh, long term. Long term. Um, you know, stay connected with my family and community back home. Uh, family first, always. Um, be a good father, be a good husband, son. Oh, you know what? Real quick. You just became a father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what is that like? How is your how is your how's your new mind blasting? Yeah. <laughs> I was about to conclude this, but let's not do that. I want to know just a little bit. I know I know you're a private person too. Yeah. But just just what's it like to 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 make that transition to being a father? Um, it was crazy, man. It's instant uh, changing of priorities, reflection on yourself. Um. You know, because now you have someone who's going to be looking up to you. One, someone who you have to take care of, obviously, dependent on you, but also maybe you might be their hero. Someone who's real now. It's not just, you know, community at large and people who maybe you don't know, right? Um, so you want to make sure you're the best version of yourself and, and that you have been a good person so far and yeah. all that stuff. And, um, and, and, you know, truth be told, I also had a daughter, right? And, and that's impactful, man. Yeah, you know, it's uh, especially in our community, um, there are issues there. With, with, right. With, in, in, Even though we say women are equal. Yeah. So we don't always practice that. Yeah. And, and that's for all community. You look right. at the world, they're run by uh, old white guys. Right. Let's, let's be real. Right. Um, minorities and females come after that, right? right. Um, so now she's a minority and a female. So it's going to be... Um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting growing up and, and raising her the right way and I've been reflecting on that, um, and uh, but whatever again whatever she chooses to be I will be there and she will be great. Right. Last question and, and a more serious question. Um, what advice do you have to other kids? I was gonna say sick kids, but really just any kid any that kid. really um, wants to do what you have done. You can do it. I'm, I'm human, man. I got two arms, two legs, a brain, a heart. Um, and, you know, just do it. Dedicate yourself to the process. It's not just what I've done. Uh, I'm, I'm talking, you know, I'm not talking wrestling or fighting. Whatever it is you're going to do, it's the same process. Dedicate yourself to the process. Um, you know, what I'm doing daily, it's the first thing I think about in the morning. I have a morning routine where I meditate and I visualize and all that. and I go through that. So it sets myself up for the rest of the day and my priorities, what my priorities are for life and for that day. And then it's the last thing I think about before, before I go to sleep. So even when I'm sleeping, I'm dreaming about it. So every ounce of my being is dedicated to that process, um, mental, physical, spiritual, all aspects. Um, and that's what it takes. And especially if you want to be the best in the world, that's something. You know, you have to sacrifice more than anybody. Um, and so sacrifice. And, you know, kids especially... You, you grow up, you're told what to do all the time. As well, you should be because you haven't grown up and lived life enough to be decision-make yet. Um, but at that age, 
you know, figure out what it is you want to do and be in life. Don't just go through the motions and don't waste it. You're here for a reason. Make something in your life. You have the ability to create your life. You don't have to just go through it and allow someone else to tell you do this, that, and, and, and kind of live for weekends or, or for the holidays and, and that type of bullshit. You can live for yourself every single day. And if you're passionate about it, you'll be great at it. Um, and you'll be able to, again, purpose, right? You'll, you'll overcome anything and do anything. Um, so figure out what it is that you're passionate about. Uh, figure out a game plan and, and, and create a support system that believes in you and your vision for yourself. Um, and then chase that damn thing down for, for, you know, with everything you have inside you. Is there anything special someone should do if they want to pursue fighting? Um, get into wrestling. Uh, that's the number one base for the fight game. Um, it, it's, we've got a great system, especially in the U.S. Um, you know, with the NCAAs and the high school wrestling system. Um, that one-on-one competition transfers over the best into the fight game. It's one-on-one. But that dedication to a sport that's so tough. You can ask any fighter, and even if they didn't come from a wrestling background, although the best did, they will say wrestling is the toughest and the best base. Um, even when you train in fighting, that's the toughest discipline in terms of training sessions out of all the other ones. It's just such a grind on the body. You, you, you cannot comprehend or relate to it unless you did it. Um, and, and that just prepares you so well, not only for the fight game, but for life, if you're able to get through it. Arjun. Thanks, brother. Thank this you. has been great. This weekend's been great. I appreciate it, man. Arjun yes. Baller. Thank, thank you, thank everybody. You. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Subscribe to Sick Meets World on your favorite podcasting platform and share it with your friends and family. Stay tuned for our next episode, which comes out next month. And of course, be sure to check out the National Sick Campaign website for more information.